Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one hundred in the second inning. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Joining me today on the show from across the ditch in New Zealand is a man who at last year's World Championships in South Korea swam a huge PB to claim bronze in the 400 individual medley. He was also a Commonwealth Games medalist from 2018 on the Gold Coast and last year was once again named New Zealand Swimmer of the Year. It is a massive welcome to Off the Block Swimming Podcast to NZ star of the pool, Mr. Lewis Clairbert. Lewis, how are you, mate? I'm great, thanks. How are you, buddy? And I'm very good. Mate, what is it about those big moments that you enjoy the most? I mean, we'll get to, you know, another example in a minute with, with the world champs, but give me a little insight into your mindset before a big race. Clearly, you don't mind the pressure. Clearly, you don't mind that, that big race atmosphere because you seem to thrive on it. Yeah, I mean, I love it, eh? It's, it's pretty enjoyable, um, you know, showing the world what you've got. You train, you know, 12 months a year. 12 you know you you train all year round and you don't really get to show what you've got um very often Mm. and when you do you know i love i love i love to 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 show how much i've improved or to show what i've been working on for for the last 12 months so um yeah it's it's pretty enjoyable being able to do that do you keep it pretty simple in your mind in terms of when you walk out there is it just all right? It's go time. Let's go. Do you are you going through your processes? What what do you think about when you walk out on pool deck? Um, I can't really I can't really remember to be honest. There's there's I, I know that there isn't much going through my head. Yeah, yeah. Other than <laughs> apart from some whatever. Tunes? Yeah, the song that's going that's that's playing through the, the headphones mm. or or whatever else. There's there's not really much to be honest. <laughs> I'm pretty relaxed, pretty chill. Yeah, don't don't have a whole lot to to say or to think about and obviously that have you had any moments where you you weren't in that position and and you realized okay this isn't going to work for me i I need to make sure i'm a lot more uh clear-headed and relaxed um not really i think maybe at our trials for the world champs because i was i was i couldn't even lift my arm up without i had a i don't know what i had or I must have done something in the gym, but I had a sore shoulder, mm. and I was running on Panadol because I I was I was that sore. <laughs> so I had yeah. a few shoulder issues, and I was like, "crap!" Like I wanted to get the boys' relay team um, across the line to to qualify for for um, Korea, but didn't actually know if I could I could swim. Mm. <laughs> so I I pulled out of everything everything else and just swam the the turn of free and managed to get the boys across the line, and we got the team on the. Uh, to go over to Korea, which was pretty sweet. Yeah, nice. Mate, we mentioned just before the tunes that are going in your head, and I, I know I, I rewatched your 400 from last year's World Chance before, and I noted you came out with the with the headphones on. What is your pre-race <laughs> playlist? What does it look like? Um, so it's changed a lot since 2019, I can tell you that much, yeah. to, to now, to what I was probably going to be listening to at the Olympics. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I did listen to a lot of rap, 
mm-hmm. and and like Travis Scott just to pump myself up. Yep. Um, but more recently, uh, one of the boys, Zach Reed, is uh, had, uh, also someone on the Aquablacks team. He um, he absolutely drilled me with DMB drum and bass. Okay. Yeah. And so that's that's the go in New Zealand now. If you're a if you're a teenager or you're at university, that's um, that's what everyone's listening to. So it's it's I quite enjoy it now. I've yeah. I've learned to acquire the taste yeah. and acquire the, the sound. Um, it, it it definitely is pretty full on, but it, it definitely pump, pumps you up as well. <laughs> Very nice. I've written it down. I'm going to start doing some research. I'm a bit older than you guys, so you know, for me, sometimes it's just the old rock and roll type stuff. But uh, I, I like to <laughs> I like to keep abreast of what you guys are up to, what you're doing. Um, mate, talk to me about your coach, Gary Hollywood. What, what's he like as a coach, and and how's he helped you with your career and, and taking it to the next level? Yeah, he's um, when he first came in 2016, he was uh, he was definitely very strict, and he laid the law pretty pretty quick on us. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I didn't, I mean, I had no idea much about swimming in 2016 uh i didn't know what anyone else was doing in the world i'd never ever traveled Mm. and when he came he pretty much told me what's up and i react i feel like i reacted pretty quickly and i i trusted him with what he was saying Mm. and so he i mean he's an interesting character um as it is if you if, if you ever meet him he 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 he's very interesting and he he definitely takes um he the type of person to understand what he's saying, um, you know, it's it's the way he, he comes across is, is a lot different to, I think, most coaches, mm. even throughout Australia, mm. yeah. He, he was. Am I correct in saying he did do a bit of coaching over here in Australia? Yeah, I think, I don't know where he was. He was in, he was in somewhere in, I feel like, in the middle of Australia, and he said it was like 40 degrees <laughs> and... There was like no humidity, so it was actually pretty good. But yeah. yeah, he was in the middle of nowhere, I think, apparently. So he was he was pretty happy to come back to New Zealand, even if it's you know five degrees during the winter. Yes, <laughs> yes, mate. Is there anything about Gary that we might not see, and I know you guys get to see on pool deck? Does he have any quirks? Oh, that's a good question. He he loves to talk. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing that. That's his like thing. He loves talking. Once you get him talking, he'll talk for hours. Mm-hmm. One of the boys was standing on the side of the pool a couple of days ago for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Got to have a whole, pretty much the whole training session just because he was talking to Gaz. So <laughs> that's his trait. That's I was going to say, is that something uh, you swimmers play up a little bit? And, you know, if you get him talking, you might be able to get out of a bit of a recovery. Hundred percent. We drive it. We drive it right up his alley. We we keep asking questions, and he loves it. <laughs> now, mate, I'll, I'll get to the massive swim at World Champs in, in a moment. But first, I want I want to try to get a little bit more insight into you know your race plan for a four hundred IM. What do you and, and Gary talk about in terms of the best way to to go about racing it for you? Yeah, I guess for me um, in warm up, we we do a lot of pacing and we do a lot of. Um, individual splits so we work off 50s mm-hmm. so 50s we, we try make we always try and make the second 50 faster than um than the first apart from obviously butterfly mm-hmm. um but it's all for me it's all about working those those weak strokes so for backstroke uh try not to try not to get to like lose the lose the the speed that i just you know had off the butterfly because yeah. butterfly i'm usually pretty good mm-hmm. um 
So backstroke, try not to lose too much. And then breaststroke, I've pretty much, that's that's max swimming for me. Like that's, I have to go as fast as I can on the breaststroke. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if I leave nothing in the tank because I know that my breaststroke, um, well, there's a lot of really good breaststrokers that do for in vain. Yeah. So um, I've got a lot to lose there in terms of that part of the race. Um, and then freestyle, not much works in terms of your body the last 100 meters but um yeah it's just whatever you've got left just bring it home hope for the best yeah <laughs> yeah mate when we redo this interview in in say two or three years time you know what accomplishments would you like me to to be adding to that intro and obviously it was a, a, already a really good intro but is there anything you'd like me to be adding at the top about you yeah i guess um olympic medals always on the on the cards mm. um but I think the main thing is, you know, helping Swimming New Zealand um, get back on their on their feet and trying to help produce um, cons- consistently um, Olympic Olympic like really good Olympic swimmers, mm-hmm. and that's the goal because it's the talent. There's so much talent in New Zealand; um, it's unbelievable. But um, you know, our athletes don't get the best opportunities mm-hmm. as as other countries. You know, there's not a lot of money in swimming. There's not a lot of funding um, behind behind it, and there's not, I guess, there's not a lot, of, not a lot of knowledge, I believe, um, in the swimming community. So a lot, a lot of our um, swimmers end up going over to the states or to Australia mm-hmm. for, for better opportunities. Um, and you know, I don't blame them going over over there, but it'd be cool to to develop some swimmers here in New Zealand and get some get some medals through. Uh, you know, being developed in New Zealand. Today on the show from across the ditch in New Zealand is a swimmer who has broken 24 age group records since she started racing not that long ago. She's competed at the Senior World Champs for the first time last year in Guangzhou and turned a lot of heads with her brilliant 157.96 in the 200 and a 408 in the 400 from the Junior World Champs last year in Budapest. It's a massive welcome to Off the Block Swimming Podcast to New Zealand's fastest rising star, Erica Fairweather. Mate, how are you going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I am very, very good. Now, mate, whilst you are a superstar in the making, there's no doubt you are still quite young. Uh, and with the success that you're having at a young age, it also comes with some expectations, and, and that might be expectations you put on yourself, might be stuff that the public are, are putting on you. How have you found that in terms of, you know, how have you dealt with it and being able to try and shut all of that out and just get on with the job and race? Um, yeah, like you said, I've kind of, I've tried to shut out um, external pressures, I guess. I mean, it's my career, I guess, and I just want to focus on that for myself. It's, it can't be easy though, because as I said, you know, one fifty-seven is a is a very quick time, and definitely, you know, you were on the radar not just in New Zealand, but you know, all around all around the world. Coaches and swimmers were going, "Gee, one fifty-seven? How old is she? Oh, that's that, that's quick." So the expectations are, are going to be there. Is that something you talk to your coach, or or maybe even New Zealand swimming around? Um, you know, trying to deal with those moving forward. Um, yeah, they're definitely there. Um, but yeah, usually, like if it's someone trying to contact us about it, it won't go directly to me. It'll go to someone else. It's just, it's not something I need to hear um, yeah. unless it is important or it's helpful. Yeah. All right, I'll stop bringing it up then. I apologize. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's move on to something equally as important. Um, do you have a meal that you like to have the night before a big meet? Is there a favorite food that you have? 
Um, I really enjoy something like pesto pasta mm-hmm. or spag bowl, just the classics. Spag bowl, how good. And do you make this yourself or is it, uh, is it um, made for you? Usually it's made for me by my <laughs> wonderful mother. <laughs> um, let's talk about other things before the race. Have you got a pre-race playlist? Have you got some tunes that you put the headphones in and you just go into a zone? Um, I definitely listen to music before I race. Um, I don't know if I really have a certain playlist. It's kind of just all my liked songs, just mm-hmm. randomly playing and whatever plays, plays. <laughs> what, what is more than likely to be in there, though? Is it just pump-up songs? Is it a genre of music? Definitely pump-up songs. Just anything that's catchy and I can get stuck in my head for the rest of the race, it works for me. <laughs> now, mate, talk to me about your coach, uh, Lars. What's it like as a coach and, and has he helped you know, take your career to that next level? Because certainly in the last two or three years that he's been working with you, that's, you know, you've seen some great growth there. Yeah, um, he's definitely a great coach. I mean, like you said, we haven't been together for that long. Um, but he's definitely had a massive impact on my swimming career. I mean, for the positive, obviously, it's gotten way better. Um, yeah, I think it was really important at the start to like establish a good like relationship, like, and just work well together. Um, like, yeah, just knowing each other well and trying to knowing each other's weaknesses and strengths and playing to those. What wouldn't we know about him? Is it what do you guys get to see on pool deck that that no one else will see? Any quirks? Any dad jokes? Oh, he is a massive Liverpool fan. Oh. Like, massive. <laughs> Very nice. So you get to hear all the, all the updates and... Yeah, every day. What about for yourself outside of swimming? What, what do you follow? Do you follow uh, netball, rugby? Um, I follow rugby. I guess it's kind of a big sport in New Zealand. It's just a little bit, isn't it? Just, just a little team called the, the All Blacks? Yeah, no biggie. <laughs> <laughs> Was that ever an option for you? Obviously, um, you know, women's sports is, is going really well at the moment and it's really taken off in terms of even um, money and sponsorship and all that sort of stuff. And I know the women's sides are, are really um, growing. Was that ever an option for you to look at getting into that? Um, not really. I mean, I think I was a bit, um, too much of a wimp to play rugby, so <laughs> it didn't really work. <laughs> didn't want to hurt yourself. No, that's it. Now I mentioned at the top of the show, a massive year that you had last year. And, and I'll start with the world champs in, in South Korea and a huge stage for any athlete, uh, even given your own age. What was that experience like? Um, and we mentioned 2018 and all those lessons that you, you learnt there. Surely this was another one where you, you got some um, lessons to take home. Yeah, definitely. I mean, my racing at the start of the meet didn't really go to plan. Like, my 400 wasn't as good as I hoped it'd be. Um, but I definitely tried to carry that on into my next races. And I ended up having a pretty good race in the um, 4 by 2 relay. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty stoked with that. Any superstars around in the warm-up pool that, you know, you sort of got a little bit starstruck by? Was there anything that you weren't paying attention? Maybe you're warming up and all of a sudden, you know, Ledecky was there and you're like, Ledecky's right next yeah. to me. I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> Yeah, no, she was um, she was definitely around a lot. She was actually in one of my races, which was like pretty like scary, I guess. Um, she's quite intimidating, but that's okay. 
Mate, we mentioned her and I'll, I'll get into that question now. How, how much of an inspiration has Katie Ledecky been to you? I mean, she's achieved so much and, um, you know, not just for females, but in sports in general, um, she's a superstar and, and someone that I think everyone should be looking up to. What about for yourself? Yeah, she's amazing. Like, she dominates the pool. Like, you won't see anyone else have such a big lead in a race. It's crazy. Absolutely. Um, mate, as I mentioned there, you know, what, what lessons did you learn at the World Champs uh, in Guangzhou? Did, you, did everything go to plan in terms of your warm-up, your recovery, your race plans? Um, not everything went to plan. And I think one of the things I learned that it's okay if it doesn't go to plan I mean, there were differently, uh, definitely different circumstances that um, led to things not being right or, I don't know, something got stuffed up in the warm-up, but we got there in the end and, yeah, it worked out well. I think that's the hardest thing, isn't it? I talk to a lot of people on this podcast and the one thing that they always say is, you know, you come in with your own little routine, but then it can just get thrown out the window at a, a drop of a hat because, you know, it, the world doesn't revolve around you. There's so many other moving parts, so you've you've got to be able to, to, to go with the flow. Yeah, be adaptable. Joining me today on the show from New Zealand is a man who has five New Zealand age group records. He has been on the junior pathways for quite some time, competing at junior Pampax, Youth Olympics and Com Games, visiting some of the best countries in the world, the lucky bugger. Last year, he competed at his first world champs in Guangzhou. It is a massive welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast to Zach Reed. Zach, how you going, mate? Yeah, not bad, not bad. How you going? I'm very good today, mate. I'm very good. Hey, talk to me about some of the pre-race stuff you get up to. So, well, I'll start with like a feed before the night before a big meet. Like, what do you like to have? A lot of people like spag bowl or there's a lot of different, you know, things. What for yourself? What do you like to eat before? I don't know. I'm pretty sure about what I eat. Like, I, 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 I know this is going to like hurt a couple people, but I, I don't like spag bowl that much. I'm not a spag bowl guy. Um, but like, yeah, some sort of pasta dish. Like yep. um, mac and cheese, or like um, I don't know what they're actually called, but like the, our family calls them pasta pockets, like little bits of meat in the pasta. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, stuff like that, and then like the morning before, I usually have like a bowl of porridge, and then depending on how like far I'm racing away or whatever, I might have some eggs on toast mm. or something, something like that. But um, yeah, no, I'm not not like super super like into what I, I have to have this meal before racing yeah. or whatever. Yeah. What about pre-race rituals? I know a lot of the sports um, psychologists at the moment sort of warn you away from having specific pre-race rituals. There's a lot of breathing techniques and all that stuff going around at the moment, but uh, they do try and warn you away from it because if it certainly doesn't go the right way, then they don't, they don't want it messing with your head. But do you, do you have anything that you'd need to do in the lead up to it? It might even just be, behind the blocks you've got to slap your leg three times is there anything you do yeah well like so for listening to music if i'm um so i race best when i'm just relaxed like i'm having fun like i'm laughing and stuff so if i'm at like nationals or whatever and like there's people i know I'll, i won't listen to any music i'll just go and have a yarn mm. take my I, I've, I've thought about my race my race plans in my head like it's never going to go anywhere so i'm just chilling with my mates having a laugh if I'm somewhere overseas or whatever and I don't really know anyone and there's no one to talk to, um, I'll I'll just chuck some music on, some tunes on, get yep. me pumped up. Or I might, even at Nationals, I might put my tunes on and then go and have a yarn. But um, actually behind the blocks, I, um, 
I have like a little ritual. I don't know where it came from or how it started. So I'll do like, I'll do three calf stretches. I'll go right leg, left leg, right leg. Mm. And then um, I'll do like the, oh, I don't even know what to call it, like the Michael Phelps thing that he does, but just standing up, like flapping my arms around. Yep. And then I'll uh, give my legs a bit of a slap and my chest a little bit of a slap. Yeah. I like you that. Bet. Real weird. I don't yeah. know why. <laughs> No, a lot of people do it, mate, slapping themselves yeah. and throwing their legs around it. <laughs> whatever, whatever works. Yeah, it's always it's always left side of the blocks too. If you get up on the right, you're you're. Oh, that's weird. it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> mate, you mentioned it there with the with the tunes. What's your favourite sort of pre-race playlist? What do you, what do you listen to? Um, so probably a year ago, I was listening to like uh, like rap, like a bit of Drake, a bit of Young Thug. Um, but nowadays, nowadays it's a bit of drum and bass. Um, yeah, yeah. DMB. That's what I keep hearing from you boys. Yeah, yeah. We um, one of my mates, um, my best mates from high school, he goes to um, uni down in Palmy North, and I've I've got a bit of drum bass scene going on there. And he mm. um, he brought it home to me, and me and Mikey got around it last year at um, at Worlds, and then started growing more, and like now we've got all the boys onto it, all the boys listening to it. Um, yeah, it's it's it's. It's good pump-up music, good gym yeah. music, you know, gets you going. Hey, talk to me about your coaches. Um, you know, how have they helped take your career to the next level? You mentioned you've been there for a while now, so obviously you've got good trust in, in the program and in the process. Yeah, well, um, so I've been with them for forever, like pretty much ever since I started swimming, um, and I've had some, some real great swimmers. So Donna used to be based up in Auckland. Mm-hmm. And she had the likes of um, Daniel Bell. She was coaching Daniel Bell, um, Michael Jack, um, and heaps, heaps of other Aucklanders. I think she had Lauren Boyle for a little bit too. Yep. Um, and then she came down to Auckland, uh, to New Plymouth, sorry, and um, her and two are partners together. And um, they coach, well, Donna kind of runs the Learn to Swim, but coaches us every now and then with mm-hmm. Sue. So Sue's been coaching there, I think, so my dad was originally coaching and um, he retired and then there wasn't really a good coach around. So Sue's, Sue's daughters were swimming. So um, Sue started coaching them because she wanted good coaching and yeah. she's she's grown into a gold coach now. So she's gold accredited and so is Donna. So we've got probably two, two of the very few gold accredited coaches at my home pool. Mm. Um, and that I have a lot of trust into them and it's in, in New Zealand it's kind of like a there's kind of a trend of people reaching like finishing high school and going to Aussie or going to the States and like if you look at like me and Lou we've kind of trusted our home programs and kind of like um, flourish with them and mm-hmm. it's just about like having that trust with your coaches so um, I think I think I've um, Sue and Donna like believe in me and that means I believe in them. So yeah. Did dad coach you? Nah, nah. Oh, like, nah, I was, um, so this is like back when I was like, before I was born almost. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is back in like the 2000, 2001, I think. Um, so he like, he, he coaches me like if we go away, like on a surf trip or like surf life-saving trip or something like that. He'll coach, like he'll just take me for a session or whatever. But, um, and he, he fills in when Sue and Donna are away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's um he's a full time full time copper. So yeah, 
he's got his, got his shoes filled. Now, what's it like? Obviously, you guys um, have good banter, and that's why I do love talking to, to all of you boys, and, and Erica was even great yesterday herself. So what's the team like, say, last year at World Champs? There must be a good team vibe, and both of you can answer this, by the way, but it must be you know, good camaraderie at the moment within the team. Yeah, well, it's, it's not a big team. It's, it's, it's a good, solid team, but it's, it's like we're a family. It's, it's not a big whole group of individuals doing their own thing. A lot of our stuff, and that's like kind of New Zealand culture as well. It's kind of family-based, and um, like it's real good. Like I see Erica as my little sister, and like I see Mikey and Lou and all that as my, my bros. So it's um, like I, can, I could not talk to Lou for a couple of months and then see him, and it would be like nothing had happened. And you no, missed no me time. too much. Yeah, I probably missed it too much, but... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 real cool. Like the the team vibes and like the coaches get around. Uh, everyone having fun and even, like we know how to be professional, but we also know how to have like a bit of fun as well. So yeah. What about for yourself, Lewis? Yeah, I was pretty much the same. Eh? Like we're such a small team. Um, you know, no one really gets lost in the team. So we're all pretty tight knit, and we all love to have a bit of a laugh. Um, it was quite funny because when Ali Gallia, um, who is pretty much an American, but she's got it. She swims for us in New Zealand. Um, <laughs> when she first joined the team, she didn't really get the banter and, yeah. um, and she sort of thought we hated her, but, but because we were like ripping her out all the time, but it was just because that's sort of like what us Kiwis and even Aussies yeah, yeah. do. Um, yeah, you know, that's, yeah. that's how we, that's how we have a laugh. So, um, yeah, we pretty, we pretty much, um, <laughs> we, <laughs> I don't know if she hated us by the end of it, but after the first trip, she sort of was confused that um, <laughs> at, if 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 we liked her or not. But um, yeah, it was it's pretty cool how we're we're a bit of a we're a pretty close team and we all get along and have a laugh and we get to travel around the world together with you know with with your mates and and also swim fast together. Mate, listen, if we redo this interview and I get you back on, say in two three years time. Um, that intro already, you know, awesome one with, with the records that you've got and the places that you've been and world champs. But what would you like me to add? What, what the next time we chat, would you like me to be adding at the top there? Oh, of course, the, the Olympian. I want to I make it to that big stage, um, work my way. Hopefully, Com Games medalist would be a cool, cool title. Mm. Um, yeah, just, just adding on to what, what's, um, what's already been done. Just try to build that, build that resume up. Joining me today on the show is a backstroker from across the ditch in New Zealand. She is a member of the New Zealand swim team that is currently making waves in the international scene, which is awesome to see. She's represented New Zealand at Pampax, World Champs. It's a massive welcome to Off The Block Swimming Podcast to Ali Gallia. Ali, how are you going, mate? I'm good, thanks. How are you? No, I'm very good. I'm very good. What's your favorite race to, um, to you know, to get in and, and challenge yourself at and why? Hmm, that's a hard question. Um, I think probably challenging myself probably would be the 500-yard freestyle, um, yeah. which, is a, which is a collegiate race. Um, just because my my first year at uni, I really, really despised it. Like, I really hated the 500 free. And uh, all the way up until junior year, still wasn't my favorite race. Probably still isn't my favorite race. But um, 
my senior year, I really focused on my freestyle a lot because, you know, university is a 100% team sport or team atmosphere. Like you do whatever the team needs you to do. And, and they didn't have a five, we didn't have a five and a freestyler. So, uh, I had to figure out my five and a freestyle for the fourth year in a row. And, um, I actually, uh, had my best 500 free ever in my whole life. Um, I trained for it all year. And so I think that I was incredibly proud of myself for doing that because I never really liked the event. Um, but yeah, I think the 500 free mentally, uh, probably the toughest, but also the most rewarding. Hey, talk to me about pre-race rituals. Do you have any, is there anything you need to do before you go into race? Um, <laughs> the only thing I, I don't really have a lot. I'm not really that superstitious, but I listen to, um, Carrie Hilson's pretty girl rock <laughs> from like, I think she came out in 2010 or something. Yeah. Um, I listen to that before I go to the ready room or in the ready room, I guess. But, um, I don't really have that many, that many superstitions. I just try to stay as calm as possible. Um, which is difficult at times, but yeah, I try to keep my headphones in, try to, try to stay in my own lane, you know, not anything too, too weird. What about the night before a big meet? Do you have a, a pre-race meal that you like to have? Oh, um, probably, probably like the normal, like pasta, yeah. um, the carb load. <laughs> <laughs> I try not to eat too much cause it, it, I don't know. It just, I get really nervous. I get way more nervous like the night before. Like I have a really hard time going to sleep. Mm. Um, and like the morning of, I'm like real nervous, but usually like when I get behind the blocks, not really that nervous. So I really don't have that many superstitions. I'll do whatever. I'm, I'm pretty easy, <laughs> easy going. So, um, yeah, not too many. Talk to me about qualifying for the New Zealand team last year in the world champs. You were there the hundred, 200 back after this decision you'd made to, you know, change, obviously we know 2018, you went to Pampax, but must've been a satisfying feeling to, to see the fruits of that decision starting to pay off and you really starting to, you know, make your mark and go to these big championships. Yeah. I think, um, uh, when I qualified for world champs, um, at New Zealand Opens last year, it was it was a little surreal to me because I never I never really pictured myself as even when I was little as as an international swimmer. Um, I always watched it on TV, always um, followed it, but never really thought I could I was going to be there. So even being able to give be given that opportunity, I mean, it shows that that anyone can do it. I mean, like. I, my biggest thing as being an athlete with a platform would be to, to encourage little kids to, to, you know, if you have a dream and you want to do it, no matter what it is, if it's athletics, if it's arts, if it's science, whatever you want to do, someone has to be the one to do it. So why not give it your all? If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. And you gave it your best shot and you'll learn more things about yourself than you'll ever know. So. I think for me, making making world champs and then making the Olympic team uh, at world champs, making the qualifying time, it it really uh, 
put it in perspective, I kind of had a surreal moment at World Champs after I, I made the um, being an A cut for, for Tokyo. I think it was more like, okay, I'd done all these things and I finally like achieved what I wanted to achieve and I had to take a step back and, and realize that like I did that. Mm. And as an athlete, that's, that's incredibly hard because you always want to like go, all right, what's next? What's next? What's next? But sometimes you just have to take a step back. Absolutely. I think even as coaches, that's hard to do sometimes, you know, you get to a meet, everyone is successful or not successful, whatever it may be, but you never sort of dwell in it. You're always, okay, what's next? And you're planning ahead. So hundred exactly. I can, I can understand that. Um, at the world champs in Guangzhou, um, you know, for, you know, this was sort of your first sort of, as you said, sort of big international experience. How, you know, calming were the boys and, and the other teammates around you with just the banter. Now, obviously, you know, I've, I've spoken to Lewis, I've spoken to Zach, I've had Dan <laughs> and Matt Stanley, I've had a lot of uh, Erica Fairweather's been on as well. Yeah. So there's great banter. And immediately, even just as an interviewer, I sit down and talk to them and I felt comfortable. I felt like, you know, we're just at a pub having a drink. And we're yeah, really exactly. Cool. So I can imagine, you know, going into your first sort of major international meet like that, that would have been nice to have that sort of calming influence around you. Yeah, I mean, those boys are a crack up. Like, honestly, you could not go five minutes without one of them saying something to the other about God knows what. Um, it is always a good laugh. I mean, especially when you're having like a hard session, we were all like, obviously kind of in our, in our, at training uh, camp in Kobe um, where we staged before um, world champs, we were all obviously in like our specific uh, sessions, mm -hmm. but you could always tell like some people would have recovery. Some, while some people were doing a really, really hard set and, and you would always see the, the, them always cheer for each other and, and make stupid comments and, and things like that. So when we got to, to the meet, I think um, that obviously carried on. Um, everyone also had whatever job they were supposed to do that day. But um, yeah, I think that uh, me going to uni and, and swimming with 30 boys is the exact same thing. It was, it's, I'm way more, I'm way more friends with, with boys than, than girls just because I, I don't know, I get along with them better. They're less dramatic, I guess. <laughs> um, so um yeah, it's always it's always a good laugh. They they calmed a lot of people down, especially uh, before uh, the races. You you are in your little uh, New Zealand nook, I guess, before you go to the to the staging room. Um, they're always very encouraging, very positive. Um, do you need anything? Do you need some water? Do you need a snack? Whatever. Or if or if uh, you get told to leave, get left alone. Like they'll leave you alone. They won't talk to you. Everyone yeah. has their different um, ways of going about it. So yeah, it's, it's definitely a breath of fresh air when you're in an environment like that. Um, definitely intimidating because everyone is always on their A game, you know, and uh, you see lots of people walking around pool deck that, that you don't usually see. So um, being able to, to have that, it's, it's amazing. Did you cop any stick from your teammates about your accent? Now, this usually happens the other oh way around with the Kiwis gosh. training in Australia, and then they cop stick for having a Kiwi accent. But did, you, did it happen to you the other way around? Absolutely. Anyone, <laughs> any of them that are listening to this right now, I guarantee you I'll get a message about it. I don't know. But, yes, they, it, even at Pampax when it was um, 
Damon Lewis. I mean, every single day, every single day I got on pool deck, I'd be like, hey, and they'd be like, hey, <laughs> like in the American accent and things like that. And they would, I don't know. It's, yes, I did get, did get a lot of banter from them from mm. that every single day, every <laughs> single session. Now, mate, when we redo this interview in, say, two or three years' time, what accomplishments will I be adding at the top? What would you like me to be adding at the top? So already, you know, Pam Park's been to world champs. Ooh, what would um, you like me to be adding? I there? think long-term probably Olympic finalist um, is obviously my goal in, in uh, 2021 at this point. Um, I don't really, I don't really keep a lot of, of, of goals that are like, you can, whatever third place second place whatever time standards or things like that a lot of mine are are more mental and 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 just trying to to find my way in mm. in things and just let things happen the way they want to obviously i have things in the back of my head i'd love to go 208 low in the 200 backstroke which hopefully will be olympic final um i think just just to have fun put have fun at the top <laughs> find my find what i love in swimming again <laughs> not anything too too drastic other yeah. than those two things